reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Antya Leela 3, Antya Leela Chapter 3, Text 79. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Enamate Prabhu Britya Sange Kari Kelake Ujete Pare Gora Sundarera Lila. In this way, the Lord performs pastimes with his servant. Who can understand the pastimes of Gora Sunda? Omagana Timarandasya. Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Kundalatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Pancha Kaupaturubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gaur Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from the Jagannath Healing House in Hudson, New York. Quite a dynamic place for sharing Krishna consciousness. Um, so we can also put this Leela in context. Leela means play. It's not born out of any cause. It's like a child plays. Why does he do one thing out of, out of another? because the child's nature is play. The child's nature is, is joy. So the joy is expressed in play. So our conception of the absolute reality is happiness and love, love to the highest degree. Rasa by Saha. So, out of this joy, he plays. And those plays are a pastime. There's a exchange of love between the Supreme Lord and his devotees. There's a drama. Drama is very much connected to emotion. Drama heightens emotion. God's enjoying the highest emotion most consummate emotion of love or devotion. So this is his Leela. And part of that Leela um, is he's entering into Jagannath Puri. And he's entering into Jagannath Puri <clears throat> to fulfill the internal reason for his coming. The Supreme Lord has a Vahirangi Hetu and an Antarangi Hetu. A external cause for coming and an internal cause. 
The external cause is why he comes for others. That's to share his love and to spread his love. And the internal reason is why he comes himself. And that's to taste his love, actually. <laughs> to taste his love at the height of his love which is found in the manifestation of his Purna Shakti Sri Radha at the height of her love. So his Leela, his pastime, it's also called Acharya Leela. It means he's not only playing, but in his play, he's also teaching. And he's teaching us how to become a devotee not in an external way, but in terms of an internal transformation. Because ultimately what a devotee is, is how a particular person feels within his heart, which is to love God. And love comes in relationship. So ultimately it means to experience a relationship with God. And we know that there are five types of relationships. There's Shantaras, which is neutrality. I would call it appreciation. I gave an example like a fan. They have love and they express it in appreciation, not in service. Then there is Dasiras, the mood of reverence and service. You are my maintainer. You are my protector. Then there's the mood of Sakyaras, Saman, Bhagavatam, the sense of, of equality. Then there's Vatsalyaras, parental love. I am your maintainer. I am your protector. Also called Anugraha or mercy. And then there's Shringararas which is the a special intimacy, a special intimacy and vulnerability that comes in pure romantic love. So God comes to experience a relationship with himself. And he's doing that in Puri, Okay, that's great. And now he's entered into Jagannath Puri. And as we mentioned before, he runs ahead of everyone else. He doesn't want to come into the Dham as the guru, as the center. The whole, whole, The whole mood of bhakti is this fight to move out of the center because the being in the center is an illusion because we're not. It's just the way maya is that maya means not this. We don't see God and we don't see ourselves. Illusion has two aspects, not to see what's there. We don't see God and to see something that's not there. We think we're the center. So the whole point of bhakti is moving out of the center by becoming attracted to the center. And that's exactly why it's so important, essentially important to hear, I gotta do this carefully because it's filled to the top. Specifically to hear about God and to hear about the people who have that position of, of the mood of service. So we can actually become something, we can become attracted to something that in material consciousness is antithetical to the way we want to become. I remember, oh yeah, that, 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 that sentence by one great Vaishnava, he said, you know, 
when you go to the spiritual world, Chanada peace, Siniche na, Torora peace, Sahishnana, Manina, Madan, the grass becomes your guru. Once you chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, lower than the straw in the street, the grass is your guru, more tolerant than the tree. <laughs> the tree is your guru. So he said, one that enters into the spiritual world, the place where we actually find satisfaction and happiness. We see everyone as guru besides ourselves. You may make me. This is our aspiration. You may make me brokenhearted by not appearing before me. You may crush me by your embrace. But you are my Lord. So that's the mood of bhakti. So Lord Chaitanya is entering into Jagannapuri and therefore because he has that, so he, he goes alone, he goes by himself. Where you put your body, your mind goes. That's why we pay obeisances. When you pay obeisances, your head goes down and your heart goes up. Or you fall down flat in that consciousness. It's so antithetical. There is something higher than me. In the Bhakti Sandarbha, it mentions under the item of Padasevana, serving the lotus feet. One of the items of devotional service is paying obeisances. And it describes the mood. I am less. Bhakti less becomes more just as much as the negative attracts the positive. So actually humility fills our heart. <laughs> we become less, we become full. We become full with the thing that we're actually hankering for. And that's love. And love means less. Ego means more, but which is, a, which is a, a more blissful consciousness? So your mind goes where your body is. That's what we do, parikrama. Parikrama means we walk around. Literally, consciousness, something else is in the center. Something else is in the center. And that happiness, I know when I'm at Govardhan, and I'm sitting on my bed in the morning and I'm chanting, I'm facing Govardhan. And I try to become in the consciousness that I am an object. I am an object. God is the subject. The subject is in the center, the object is around. That consciousness, because if we look at our consciousness, we're in that subject consciousness. We see everything else around us. Every single person that's listening to this class sees everything else sees everything else around them. But object consciousness is you are around something else. That's why it says one of the items of devotional service is we don't circumambulate in front of the deity. What does that mean? We don't circumambulate in front of the deity. It means we don't put anything else in the center when we're before Krishna. We go around the temple. So you can put your body where your 
your mind is. Well, your mind goes where your body is. So Lord Chaitanya didn't want to put his body in the center of others. Just like the item in devote, nectar of devotion, don't come to the, the temple in the palaquin. And I know a sadhu, invited one sadhu to come with all his brahmacharis to the Krishna Balaramandiya. And I had a bus in Vrindavan at that time and I sent the bus. And he insisted that the bus stops a block away from the temple and they could walk. That's why it says you don't wear blue before the deities, like royal colors. So there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's some effect. There's effect of how you place yourself and how you feel. It's not an absolute thing. So he comes to the temple and natural energy begins to flow when there is no ego and there's no false ego. There's no cloud covering your consciousness. You don't feel the heat and light of the sun. It doesn't mean that the cloud is more powerful than the sun. It means the cloud is more powerful than your eyes. So the false ego blocks us from that energy of God. It doesn't mean that the false ego is covering God. It's covering ourselves. And when one doesn't have that consciousness of false ego, and he's in the right consciousness, and he comes before the deity, he comes before the deity, he comes before the devotee, he comes before the holy name, he comes before the Bhagavatam, he feels that energy. And according to your receptivity, according to your consciousness, that's how much you'll feel the energy. And according to your consciousness, that's how much you will attract that energy. And because Lord Chaitanya is in the mood of Radha, he becomes completely overwhelmed and Sarvabhama Bhattacharya happens to be there. And now we're in the part of the story where Lord Chaitanya wants to reciprocate with him. And highest form of love is mercy. And from a teacher that comes in the form of enlightenment or instruction. And faith is the precursor of knowledge. So if there's not that faith, one can't learn. So Lord Chaitanya is trying to create that situation where he can communicate. This communication doesn't just mean speaking the truth. It means having the truth understood. And to do that, you have to have a very, very sincere desire to give the truth and empower you to actually speak it in a way in which that person can understand. So Lord Chaitanya, seeing the Abhiman, the conception of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya as a great scholar and as the senior man, he's the chief priest, He's the chief priest. He, and, and Lord Chaitanya is so much younger, he surrenders to him. And Sarvabhama Bhattacharya sees that he's ready to accept instruction. So he's able to tell him the truth, at least what he thinks is the truth. And the truth is very painful. 
we can't accommodate the truth. If we actually heard, frankly, what are our nartas are, what our desires are, it's very, very heavy. I wrote one article in Monday Morning Greetings, I'm wrong. How difficult it is to hear anything that compromises our conception of superiority or a desire to superiority or self-image. So Lord Chaitanya wants to, he, he, he takes the mood of a student There's so many things that can interfere with the truth when it's spoken, according to our, uh, uh, including our desires, which are antithetical to the truth. I was listening to a lecture by Indra Dhyumna Swami. He's um, giving lectures on Vrindavan. So I listened to one this morning. And he was talking about a place called Kusavan or Koshivan. It's Nandamaraj's treasury. It's, it's Dwarka in, in, in Vrindavan. When Prabhupada was there on Parikram, they announced this is Bhakti Siddhanta's last day. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta's last day here. And he decided that for those who want, he'll, he'll give another class after breakfast. He'll give another class after breakfast. And those who want to go to see the deity of Seishayi Vishnu, they can go see that deity. So most people went on Prikram. <clears throat> Sometimes you have a choice. And once when, once when I'm prick run with Radhanath Swami and the 5,000 people. And, you know, it's like, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon, they haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> and <laughs> it has like a very spontaneous feeling. It's like really late. So it was still another place to see. So Radhanath Swami gave a choice. He said, you know, who wants to go on Parikram? Right? You know, who wants to go on? We can do more kirtan. Who wants to do more kirtan? Who wants to take the sod? I was the only one that raised my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it was <already> so <laughs> But so <laughs> I like things like scheduled and move on. <laughs> so everyone went on brick rub and Prabhupada stayed and he heard. And then when Prabhupada got initiated in Allahabad, Prayag, actually, they introduced Prabhupada. And Bhakti Siddhanta said, yes. I have noted him, he likes to hear. And in the Bhakti Rasamitta Sindhu, it says there are two types of service that you can do for someone and, or for a teacher. One is Parisevana and one is Paricharya. Paricharya means physical services. You can stand with the Chambara, you can do things, that's nice. And, Parisevana is you can hear. And they're both important, but in a relative, if you, in a relative analysis, hearing is more important because it also engages the teacher in service. He gets to speak. So Bhakti Siddhanta was very happy that not only he liked to hear, but the level of faith in which he heard because then you can assimilate the message beyond the filter of your perverted intelligence based on your false ego. 
Otherwise, the message gets kind of twisted to suit your own desires. That's why we have so many people reading Prabhupada's books and at the same point, they have different opinions. And one of the reasons is, is, is some people, they start with their conclusion and then they look for something to support their conclusion rather than to hear what Prabhupada made, analyze and then come to the conclusion. Even if it doesn't necessarily fit your self-conception or your way of the world, et cetera. And actually Prabhupada credited his success, not on his managerial ability, not on his scholarship. He credited on his faith. I, I told that story many times when he came back to Calcutta and he was just, just marveled that he became so successful because you have to understand Bhakti Siddhanta, he wasn't even introduced to him yet. He wasn't one of the sannyasis. He, didn't, he wasn't the sannyasi when Prabhupada was there. So he, Prabhupada, you know, and, and it was hard for other people to accommodate. How did this congregation member who ran a pharmacy, one time Prabhupada met a disciple in, in New York, and, and this disciple told me the story. <laughs> Prabhupada asked him, um, what did you do before you became a devotee? He said, I used to sell drugs. Prabhupada said, me also. <laughs> We have to see. <laughs> Prabhupada ran a pharmacy. The Grihasta ran the pharmacy. And he said, because I was 100% faithful. The whole spiritual life, begin from the beginning to the end, it moves on faith. And the core faith is, And I mentioned there's a truth higher than my opinions and my desires. And I want that truth. I really want that truth. Anyway, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, Lord Chaitanya is reciprocating with him. And he tries to figure out how to communicate to him. And he says, he surrenders as, as, a, as his disciple. And he tells him something very difficult for ordinary person to hear. You did something very improper. A huge move in your life. You took sannyas. It's bad for a young man who hasn't worked his way through life. We've seen that in the Hare Krishna movement. And it's bad for Vaishnavism because everyone has to respect you. And what is the mood of the Vaishnava? Amanena, madanena. <laughs> the mood of a Vaishnava is devoid of all sense of false prestige, ready to offer all respects to others. And Lord Chaitanya said, no, I've just done it for a separation from Krishna. And I was in so much separation from Krishna, I had to give up everything else just to pursue that goal. And now Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, he's actually seeing that there's some stature in this person. This substantial, look how he's ready to hear. And he's so humble. And then he begins to get the idea that maybe this person is quite exalted in himself. And then there's this kind of exchange. And then he's saying, and he comes, it's not proper for you to offer prayers for me. Look at your consciousness. 
And Lord Chaitanya says, don't be deceptive. It is not. He said, give up your deception. I've taken full shepherd. Don't look at me like I'm anything. I'm nothing. Give up your deception. I am nothing. And this exchange goes, and now Krishnadas Kaviraj is explaining. He says, how can you understand the pastimes of Gorsunda? How can you understand it? Because it's moving on another platform. And there is a, a perception higher than us that makes sense of everything, which we can't perceive at our level. For example, why do so many things happen to us and happen to others? And why do things move around the way they do? But we don't understand. It's inconceivable. What needs to be done to give us the next realization? Which we can't understand by hearing because our, our, our nature and our ego and so many things are interfering. Our worldview, what we built up, life after. And, 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 and God is looking at us. And, and here we are. And there's a next step. And how do we get to the next step? Is an experience we require to get to the next step. And, and, and we've been so entangled since time immemorial. I, I always give that point that I'm always getting, I hope I'm practicing sincerely, realizations of, I can't believe it that I didn't understand this. I can't believe it I didn't understand this. This point was so simple. How did I? And I'm not talking about a philosophical point. I'm talking about a practical realization in my life in terms of behavior and perception and devotion and so many things. So who can understand the pastimes of God? And who can understand the point when, when he's performing his lila? The Lord said, Give up your deception. I have one desire. I wish to hear Srimad Bhagavatam from your mouth. Nigama kalpa galitam falam sukha mukad amrita dravyatam. Sukha mukha from the mouth amrita dravyatam. Vibhita bhagavatam. Rasama drink. Vibhita means drink. Drink. Vibhita bhagavatam. Rasa. Drink this rasa. Vayam natu vitript atma uttama shloka vartate yachrinvitam rasaganam swadu swadu pade. The sages of Namashraja, after that sacrifice and swaha and so long, thousand years performing this ritual. Then what it vayam natu vitript atma. We never were bored of ritual, but we never become tired. Yachrinvitam rasaganam of this knowledge, this explanation of love that touches our hearts and actually gives us the faith that there actually is a reality that we should aspire for. The goal is happiness. But what is that happiness? And then when you taste a drop of this happiness, you know that this is the goal. That's why we're in Krishna consciousness. But we forget. <laughs> if it's not renewed, we forget. So bibhita bhagavatam rasa alaya. Vayam natu vichripta uttama shloka yachrinvatam hearing rasa gyanam swadu. It's our relish. This is actually the pleasure. This is what our goal should be. But we have other goals. And they never satisfy. I mean, because they never satisfy, we never stay there. That's why people change. <laughs> because they haven't found what they wanted. They thought that was the goal. Then they move someplace else. So he wants to hear the Bhagavatam from your mouth. 
And that way it's described like Sukadeva Goswami is like a parrot. And somehow it describes that when a parrot bites a mango, it ripens and becomes super, it becomes sweeter. So it says Sukadeva Goswami's Radharani's parrot. So when he tastes that Bhagavatam, it becomes sweeter. Just like we went yesterday to Gora Priya's farm, actually now. She was, uh, some of you know Gora Priya, she was actually given this place, or at least the school was given, and she's in charge of the school and in charge of the board. I'm not sure what she was given. I know that big, beautiful house and this school, and it looks like the farm and the land, and Leela picks strawberries. And then you ate these strawberries. That, like, don't buy me strawberries from that store. I can't stand sour strawberries. People give you strawberries just because they look good, but these days, they, 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 their sweetness personified. Now I understand. So the, the, the Bhagavatam, it's the Bhagavatam, but it's called the ripened fruit of Vedic knowledge. Vibhita Bhagavatam Rasam Alayam. You drink this. So I want to hear this from your mouth. Because teachings don't just include knowledge, they include the person's conviction. And that's why it's so important who you hear from. Because it carries the person's conviction. So you can hear from someone learned, but if his heart is not pure, that would also become injected into the teachings. So he wants to hear from him. Yetika Samshaya Chite Ache Amar Tome Bai Kuchayate Haini Naya. Only you are able to remove doubts that I have. Without faith, you can't move. <laughs> and what's the obstacle? It's doubt. So that's the that's the reason. I, I quoted this verse many times, and it's so significant. In, when 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 Sutta Goswami is explaining how to understand reality, tattva subjects of reality. Tattva means subjects of reality. Twa means this. Tattva means reality. 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 This. Subjects of reality. And that famous verse, Tatshradayana Munayo, we talked about this, Jnana Vairagya Pashyant, Yatmicha, Bhakti Shruta, the seriously inquisitive sage, well equipped with knowledge and detachment. If you don't have knowledge, you don't know what to do. If you don't have the discipline or detachment, you can't do it understands the absolute truth by what he's heard from the Shastra with the bhakti or devotion. So two things required, faithfulness and thoughtfulness. And thoughtfulness means Doubting is one of the five symptoms of intelligence, according to Lord Kapila. David means you want to understand things further. So if you're not thoughtful and you're just faithful, <laughs> then you'll be accepting things that you've misunderstood as true. <laughs> it's not what you heard was not true. Your understanding of it is not true and you've accepted it. So I have doubts. It's not that I have doubts in your authority. It's not I have doubts in Shastra. I have doubts in my understanding of it. And because I have this understanding of it, I can't move forward. <laughs> I can't move forward because 
Prabhupada said this, <laughs> and it's not the way I understand it. It's a doubt, and it's preventing me from going further because it seems like it's this, or it seems like it's that. And this is the way I see reality. So you have to go to your teacher and you say, this is my doubt. Not that I'm doubting the philosophy, not that I'm doubting the authority, I'm doubting my understanding of it. And therefore he's coming to his teacher, I wanna hear the truth to remove my doubts. Sarvabhoma said, I know well that you are well-versed in all fields of knowledge. Is there any meaning? No, Sarvabhoma Bhatta said, I know you are well-versed in fields of knowledge. So now here's the transcendental competition of humility rather than the competition of superiority. The Vaishnavas have the competition of humility. We have the competition to move ahead of others. The Vaishnav is the competition to serve others. And one of the classic examples I saw this one time, Malati, she, she was away from Krishna consciousness for some time. And then she came back and I was in Vrindavan and she heard that Jamuna was in Vrindavan. Jamuna Devi. And Jamuna Devi was living on top of Rajabihari's house. So she asked me, where is Jamuna? I said, I could take you. And then Malati came up and, she, and you know, they spread Krishna concept at the beginning. Imagine they haven't seen anybody in so long. And then there was this incredible wrestling match between these ladies wrestling to see who would touch the other's feet. <laughs> and they were like, down. So now there's this competition. Is there any meaning of Bhagavatam? He's saying to Lord Chaitanya that you do not know? How then can I teach you? It's so antithetical to the way we move in the world. I remember when I, like Srila Prabhupada, I remember he, he had just defeated a Mayavadi. It was a very, Prabhupada became very upset with this Mayavadi. He was invited to the same program. Somehow Prabhupada was very strong. And afterwards, his disciple Trivikram Swami was massaging Prabhupada's sh shoulders. And, you know, you, you see things according to your own frame reference. So he was, Prabhupada's great. So what's great? He's like the heavyweight champion of the world. And he's, he's, he was imagining that he was massaging Prabhupada like after like winning the fight or something. And then he couldn't contain himself. He said, Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, you're the greatest. Prabhupada said, no, I'm just a devotee. And then one time someone said to Prabhupada, oh, Prabhupada, Prabhupada, you know, you're the greatest devotee. He said, no, devotee is not, you know, like a simple thing. And Tamal Krishnamaraj once said to Prabhupada, 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 you should be the king of the world. Prabhupada said, you manage, I'll advise. So, tell me, about what particular verse do you have some doubt about? I will try to explain it to the best of my ability. So what's your test? Only you can remove the doubts. And he said, okay, what verse do you have doubt about? I'll explain it. The Lord of Vaikuntha, tell me what particular verse, I will try to explain it the best of my ability. The Lord of Vaikuntha then smiled, Tabi Sri Vaikuntha Nata, Ishat Hasya, Olilena Eka Shloka Ashta Akariya. He smiled and recited one verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. 
Atmaramas Chamunayo Nigranat Obukrame Korvanto Huitakim Bakdim Itam Buta Ganohari. Oh, this is this all different varieties of Atmarams, those who take pleasure in the Atma as spirit self, especially those established on the path of self-realization, though freed from all kinds of material bondage desire to render unalloyed devotional service unto the personality of Godhead. This means that the Lord possesses transcendental qualities and therefore can attract everyone, including liberated soul. So what verse does he ask him to explain? You can see Lord Chaitanya's strategy. Now he's getting <laughs> Sarvabhama Bhattacharya to explain a verse. And which verse is he, he asking him to explain? The verse that describes Sukadeva Goswami, who is Atmaramas Chamunayo. Atmarama, he was completely satisfied in the self. He didn't come out of his mother's womb from like 12, 13 years, 14 years. He had no attraction to the world. Then he leaves. He's born and then he goes out to the forest and his father is, where's his son? He calls all his students and says, go find him. So the students go to the forest to find him. And Vyasadeva was, was going, my son, my son, my son. There was, there was only the, the, the echo of the trees. He was, hearing, he was calling for his son, my son, my son, my son, my son. The echo, it kind of gets. So he sent his students. Now, students that study Sanskrit, they don't have a minute. They have to learn. I mean, uh, and this standard, this is like the 12 years learning all the grammar so you can compose the poetry. Uh, you know, because uh, the. Bhagavatam, it's in poetry, and, and the Bhakti is in poetry. So you want to make poetry, you are very restricted in what words you can use. Well, prose gives you more leeway. So once you get poetry, okay, I have to choose a word that means this, but it has to rhyme. It has to have this kind of meters. It has to have this. It has to have, so there's so many restrictions on a particular word, unless you are Kaviraj, the king of poets, to really write these poems and fit them in. So you really need to have a, an incredibly complex grammatical system that allows you to elicit a lot of meaning. I remember I was watching this, this interview with this British author who didn't think very highly of America. <laughs> His name is Anthony Burgess. He wrote a book called Clockwork Orange. That's all I know. But he really didn't think high of America. And I, I read some articles of him. The, the culture, he couldn't take the culture. People can't even pronounce the word, let alone practice it. <laughs> so he was on this thing. And it was the middle of the 60s. Where everybody was going far out, far out. And, you know, and he just said that, look at the degradation of the culture. When it becomes slang, what happens to a culture is it's not, the communication is not defined. And, and one of the main aspects of, 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 of a cultured person is the ability to communicate. So when you have one word, what does it mean far out? Does it mean it's weird? Does it mean it's great? Does it mean it's horrible? <laughs> There's no culture. So the more sophisticated a grammar, grammar, <laughs> the more sophisticated a grammar, the more generally cultured the society is. And that's why, you know, these cultures that use four letter words for every adjective or other words, it doesn't reflect. So now these students are going out to the forest. They have to study. So what are they doing? They're repeating verses. 
So what happens is Sukadeva Goswami is in the forest. He's, he doesn't want anything to do with the world at all. He's finished with that business. But what does he hear? And he's Atmarama. He's satisfied in the self. He has no interest in the world at all. And what does he hear? Tavakatamratam taptajivanam kavibhidrasam kalmasapaham. He's hearing these verses about Krishna and how beautiful Krishna is. And he becomes attracted and he comes back home. And then this verse is spoken. This verse then is spoken. So look at the verse that Lord Chaitanya gets him to explain. <laughs> he has to explain devotional service. <laughs> and not only has to explain devotional service, because this is such an intricate verse where every single word has about 10 different types of meaning to indicate devotional service. That he has to explain devotional service in 13 different types of ways. And then Lord Chaitanya blows his mind. He said, oh yes, I, and he's listened patiently and he's, I've heard it, but you know, there's other meanings. What other meanings? I, I am like, I'm the founder of, of, in Bengal of Navanyaya of, of, of this new logic. I'm the founder of this new logic. And you're going to give me more meanings? And Lord Chaitanya gives 64 different explanations of each word indicating the speciality of devotional service. So I, I think what's really interesting, and I, I really think it's, it's the ability to communicate is, is such a foundation of culture. There are three aspects that a proper environment should instill. There are three types of attitudes that a proper environment should instill in the consciousness three aspects, which make one a cultured person. The ability to relate, how, how to respect seniors, how to deal with, with young people, how to relate with friends. People don't know. There's no respect anymore. <laughs> There's very little culture. There's the culture of faith, the culture of respect, destroyed. People don't know how to deal with children with, 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 with affectionate authority. The ability to communicate, the ability to relate, the ability to learn. So, so the, the, the culture is so Lord Chaitanya is so and, and what's it based on the ability to communicate it's based on either doing good or giving love that's what a cultured person does he elevates people and he shows them affection and he knows how to do it and it's not just that he as a parrot he repeats what is said in the Shastra, even if a person doesn't understand it, even if it drives them away. <laughs> he doesn't take his position, even if another person doesn't accept it. So he's very careful how he dealt with him in such a beautiful way. And it just shows you there's something higher than truth, and that's communicating truth. He didn't say, Look, I'm the supreme personality of Godhead. You should surrender to me. You know, don't you know who I am? He actually took a humble position and he actually, he actually created faith by doing that. 
Because if someone comes off as proud, then someone's going to want to bring him down. But he came off as very humble. And it is, okay, establish himself. Okay, uh, wow, because I have to go to another something today, but um, Jamuna Bihari, uh, Jamuna, not Jamuna Jaya, uh, Jaya, there's two different. Are you here? Maybe she's not today. Okay, Rajeshri, are you here? Yes, I'm here, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much. So many wonderful points. Uh, I really like how you how you spoke about thoughtfulness. That um, that thoughtfulness is not about doubting philosophy and authority, but actually doubting our understanding. So I really appreciated that. Thank you. That's a very important point. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Malati. Hey, Malati. Hare Krishna, nice to see you again. Krishna, thank you for class. I just have to echo, you made so many great points that I wrote down, but that point about the importance of doubting your own understanding. I was over here singing hallelujahs because that really spoke to my heart. Um, but the way you explained it made it healthier it, rather than misinterpreting it as sort of like a lack of self-esteem or, or doubting yourself in a negative way to understand that that natural inclination I have is, uh, can actually be used in a really healthy way. I was just singing your praises for making that point so clear. Thank you. So well said, Malati. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. What Gail, go ahead quickly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, you were explaining when you were talking about faith that you know it, it kind of involves our ability to set aside our false ego in order to hear the truth. And in that context, you were saying that Srila Prabhupada's movement was successful. You know, not so much because of scholarship or some other things, but because of his faith in guru. So yeah. I was just, you know, I was wondering if you could explain, because, you know, you also say that faith is not, I believe I, or I don't believe, you know, so what was it about the nature of his faith that made him successful in this movement? Well, he trusted his guru. And, you know, it doesn't mean he, he understood the message and he accepted the message. And I think because of his faith, he actually understood it really deeply. Where others may have not taken it to the same level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also in, in this faith, on the faith subject, you know, we normally hear that, you know, if you have if you've done the service of hearing properly, then that will lead to physical service. And so the popular conception I feel is that the physical service is the more important than the hearing or the, the hearing is really just um, sub, how you say, subsidiary to the, the physical. You know, that's the popular conception, whether it's spoken or unspoken. Well, what I say is, is, well, I think Seva is absolute. But the, the, the thing that was mentioned in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is that it also engages the teacher in service because he gets to speak. Okay. Um, a few more people say hello. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for go? the beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you okay. very much. You left Govardhan and went back to the island of Kish? <laughs> yeah, there is another Govardhan here, Maharaj. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You, you took a picture to remember Govardhan. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Pratagopinath here. 
Haribo. Are you on the road yet? Just about to get there. Oh. <laughs> A little behind. We're getting there. Yeah, because four kids, three kids, five kids. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? And you guys are on the road, you see? Yeah. <laughs> We're on the road. We don't have Kishori with us. <laughs> What's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have Jack and Pat here. We're all gone. Oh, hey, good. Yeah. Jack and Pat. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks so much for class. Hi, Bo. Good. Shai, thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go now. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Bhakti Deva, I should tell you, it's not at the. Uh, I'm glad you're on. It's canceled at the. That ashram. Oh, where are you going then? I should tell uh, Newburgh. Have you ever been to Bliss Kitchen? No. Okay, look up Bliss Kitchen Newburgh. Okay, what time will you be? For, you're being be there for your eleven o'clock, right? Eleven, yeah. If you want to come, they have a big hall. It's three thousand square feet, so there's a lot of well, space. Well, thank you for telling me because <laughs> I was ready to go to the ashram. <laughs> oh my God, this was Krishna's arrangement. I, I think I got someone. Yeah, what happened okay. is, is at the ashram, they called me up and they said they was some of the people were sick. Oh, so oh. In, in these okay. days, when they say some of the people are sick. Yeah, I get it. Cancel it. OK, OK. And I okay. also tell you one thing really nice. There's a great Krishna restaurant in New Paltz now. Oh, OK, good. Yeah. OK, That's all so good news. Yeah. Can you come? I'm going to try. Yes. Okay, try. I, okay. <laughs> look up Bliss. I am. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Newberg. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you. Bye. Um, are you going to come? I don't think so. That's okay. It's up to you. I, 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 it's not like.